You're listening to The Briefing, first broadcast on the 1st of January 2024 on Monocle Radio. Hello and welcome to a special New Year's Day edition of The Briefing, coming to you live from Studio One here at Midori House in London. I'm Tom Edwards. Coming up on the programme this 1st of January 2024, we bring in some of Monocle's wonderful team of editors to discuss our big plans for the year ahead. We'll be hearing about the world of urbanism and where smart city watchers are heading. We'll ensure we're thinking fashion forward too. So our fashion editor, Natalie Teodosi, is here. What have you got for us, Natalie? I am looking ahead at the very busy fashion calendar for 2024. Uh, We're going to talk about what will come into the pages of the magazine in the new year and what's uh, ahead for the world of retail. Exciting stuff. As well as then setting the design agenda for 24, we'll also hear what's making waves in radio in the year ahead. Our Tom Webb is with me. What's on your radar, Tom? We've got some big elections all around the world, Asia, America, Central Europe, and of course, we've got an Olympics coming up. We can't wait for that. All that and more ahead here on The Briefing with me, Tom Edwards. To kick off the new year in the style to which regular listeners have surely become accustomed, I'm delighted to be joined now by Andrew Tuck, Monocle's editor-in-chief and presenter of The Urbanist. Andrew Tuck, what a delight to speak to you this New Year's Day. Um, Happy New Year. Let me say that to you, first of all. And Happy New Year to you, Tom. How nice that nice we're back together again. I know it was what maybe a week or so ago that we last spoke but it feels like just two minutes ago isn't that amazing how how these things go Um, now tell me we are casting a bit of a light uh, training our lens on the year ahead 2024 promises so much but with your sort of urbanists hat on what what are you kind of most excited about I mean we know what we talk about we love to set new benchmarks of excellence in placemaking in wayfinding in property development all around the world. Um, what are a couple of trends you think that might inform the, just the, the, the discourse around building great cities in the year ahead? Well, we're going to see a huge spotlight on Paris for the Olympics. And I, I think the Olympics are going to be great. And I think that the city is going to you know, do a good job. But it's been really interesting to see how you bring along a community of people to invest in, in the event. They're having the same issues as, as London had. Every time they they make an announcement, it seems to threaten the the kind of quality of life of the people who actually live in the city. So uh, a few weeks ago, there was an announcement that actually the cost of traveling on public public transport would would double during the period of the Olympics. People super upset. They did say, look, if you pre-buy your tickets, it's going to be okay. So I think that when we talk about urbanism these days, there's there's a need to bring communities in into the story and I think that's going to be the big challenge of Paris so let's, let's see but it's, it's also interesting that they are just not building that much for the Olympics in a good way they're trying to use existing facilities they're trying to be very sustainable about what they do so I think again it, it's a sporting event it, it's, it's a fleeting sporting event in many ways but we're looking for people who can set benchmarks about what you do elsewhere in the world. And, and I think the, the demands on all of these organisations uh, going forward is, is to make sure that what they build for their cities are you know, sustainable. But especially when it comes to events like expos and, and Olympic Games, 
there's a real changed uh, narrative, I think. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. And it's one to watch through the first few months of the year, building up to that uh, late summer sporting uh, appointment. Uh, but to that point, Andrew, about geographies and, and where we go, I know in the last quarter of last year, you were lucky enough to make a couple of trips with work and for, and for leisure as well. And you set foot maybe in some markets you hadn't been to for a while. And I was really struck when you came back by just how moved you'd been by the power of being in some of these geographies and not just talking about them in the abstract. Now, uh, readers and, and, and listeners of Monaco will know how committed we are to, to being out in the world. But I guess when it comes to chronicling what great cities are doing or great people changing cities, one of the key things for 24 will be to go and talk to them. Yeah, and, and two examples there. You know, earlier uh, in the year, I went to, uh, in May to um, Bratislava and to do a story about Matos Valu, who's, who's the mayor there, and about how he's been changing a city that had been a little bit slow to adopt new, new methods of urbanism and he's trying to bring it up to speed. So he's, he's taking away parking spaces, he's, he's, he's building public parks, but again, in a very inclusive way. And what's great is when you, you begin these conversations, it looks like I'll be going back again in a few months' time because they're, they're trying to focus the city on children and what children need from urbanism. So um, I've been invited back to be part of that process and there's going to be an event there in the city. So I'm, I'm super pleased with the way that the urbanist works. You, you, you really get involved in these stories and, and you, you, you get to see things from a, a different angle and, and, and this time from you know, a, a low angle, from a child's eyes <laughs> angle. But also I got to go to um, the Middle East um, back in, in the beginning of December and one of the places we went to was to Saudi Arabia. We went to Riyadh and we went to see some projects there. Now, there's, there's huge political concerns about the way that Saudi Arabia works from critics outside the country. But it is changing and it is building and it is doing things. And I think that the idea that you don't go and witness what's happening is, is a bad idea. So what, what, when I went there, I was struck by... There's two stories. There. There's th- these, these huge mega projects which sometimes feel a little bit i don't know uncomfortable for us in europe when you see the scale of them things like the line it just feels a little bit dystopian to be honest but then we went to see other projects where i had a real sense that people were trying to do things in a sustainable way did want to meet better targets for how we build and more importantly that the people involved in those 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 projects were often Women who six, seven years ago couldn't have been part of the process, who are now leading teams, who were engaging with people from around the world and enticing them to come and work on actually very interesting projects. So I think that the most important thing for Monocle is to be present. And interesting, when we we did an event in Paris and I met a a very well-known architect and I was talking to her about working in Saudi Arabia and she said, look, the job of designers is to change people's lives and to change how we see the world. And she said, for me, when the, uh, a contract came up in, in Saudi Arabia, I went for it because I think that I can make a difference. Now, journalists aren't out there to make a difference. We're, we're there to, to see and witness and to engage in debate. But I think it's also important that journalists don't shy away from actually going to see things. Because so many times people have such a knee-jerk reaction to places, to countries, mm. without ever, ever having a set foot in them. 
Yeah, very wise words indeed, Andrew. Um, just finally, something is of a little, I don't know what you'd call it, a little bit of a news resolution maybe. Um, you're a pretty well-travelled gentleman, Andrew Tuck, but is there a place that you've not been you'd like to go in 24? Um, is there a great city that somehow almost inexplicably has managed to never quite fit in with other travels? Is there a geography that you're keen to visit for the first time or maybe go back to after an overlong hiatus? Anywhere in, in the sort of crosshairs that you're thinking about for the, for the new year? There are so many. I've been very lucky at Monocle and in life to have travelled a lot, but there are lots of places I've never been. I've never been to Seoul, and I would like to see that city. It comes up often in our reporting on on new urbanism. They've done a lot of good things. It'll be interesting to see what happens next there. Uh, I've been to Latin America a few times, but I've never been to Colombia. I would I would love to go and see some of the cities there. Desi, who works here at Monocle Radio, is, is actually heading there for six months. So she, she's also made me think about that place again. And although it has had a, a difficult uh, couple of years, I would love to go back to Beirut. It's a, a place that is super special to Monocle, to many of the people we know and many of the friendships we've made. A, a difficult time, but I, I'd like to go back and see what's happening there and to report on that city as well. Andrew, we'll, we'll drink to that. Let's hope you get there and that it's, uh, well, the situation's looking up. Um, we, we can but hope. But uh, some, some fabulous things to mark our card for the year ahead in our great cities and in uh, the Urbanist programme. Thanks very much for bringing us up speed. Thank you, Tom. You're listening to The Briefing on Monocle Radio. Happy New Year to you. Now, from urbanism to fashion, I'm joined now by Natalie Teodosi, Monocle's fashion editor. Natalie, we are going to talk about what this new year holds in store in the world of fashion. Huge excitement. If people have been listening over the last couple of weeks, they will have already heard about some of the trends and appointments that you're watching very closely. Um, But let's start maybe a little bit closer to home. Uh, The fashion calendar, always exciting to mark diaries with who's going to be where. Um, how's that shaping up in, in 24? I know you're probably one of the big air miles gatherers here at Monocle, but uh, where are you most excited to be heading? Yeah, It's true that the calendar is always a busy one and it starts on the second week of January. So I'm already headed to Florence at the beginning of this month and for PT Uomo, which is always a really exciting menswear fair where the industry gets together. And this time around, Tots will be a special guest and do a presentation which I'm really excited to see and from there we're taking the train to Milan where again it's um, a lot of the great sartorial brands and then the big powerhouses um, in Italy getting together and showing their menswear collections and I'll be really excited to see uh, Sabato de Sarnos the new Gucci creative director's first menswear collection and also always going to Fondazione Prada and seeing the Prada show is, is a highlight as well so there's a lot going on and it sort of kickstarts right at the beginning of January. Uh, now, Monica, as well, we're going to try and do a bit more. Um, I don't know, we'll be in the field ourselves a little later in the year, which is quite exciting. Um, and we've popped up before with Pop Up Radio and, of course, the rest of the fashion team at various events and functions. But I don't know, we want to do a little bit more of that maybe this year. Absolutely. We? And again, we're, we're starting. At- quite soon in the year in Copenhagen this time and we'll be at Copenhagen International Fashion Fair talking to the buyers, all the designers there and I think it's a really great place to start kind of uh, this pop-ups from because we all love Copenhagen and Copenhagen Fashion Week has been going from strength 
to strength. It's such a friendly fashion week, unlike some of the other ones. <laughs> you don't have to tell us which ones you're talking about, though. <laughs> and I think we're going to have a lot of fun and it's going to be um, a lot of interesting conversations with the local designers, international names that have now been traveling to Copenhagen to show their collections and buyers from all over the world telling us what they're buying, what they're seeing and giving us tips um, from from the season and, and from the market. In terms of the trends for that we might see on the fashion pages of Monocle uh, in the rest of 24, uh, Natalie, what do you think we're, we should be looking out for? Because we, we always talk about more kind of approachable, real ready-to-wear lots of uh, classics and that kind of thing. Is that going to be the story of 24 or are there some surprises in store? There will be, I'm sure, surprises, but I don't think we're still very much committed to that idea of showing clothes that are really well made and that you can buy and keep in your wardrobe for years and years rather than being slaves to trends and, and following everything that's new. So that's very much our focus. But we are always looking for new names and brands. I mean, especially now, there's so many brands from the big names to very young artisanal names that are investing in traditional craft. They're making things responsibly. They're showing us really interesting design without needing to go over the top. So those are the names that we will be looking out for, whether we are at the Copenhagen Fair, at PT, but also I think we want to go even more off the beaten track and explore other cities that, that have a lot to offer. What about geographies to get excited about? Because you know we have stop-offs during the year, whether it's on the fashion calendar or just places that we at Monocle are excited about, whether we're in Seoul or we're in Kyoto or we're in Sydney or wherever it might be. Are there places you're particularly excited to go because, you know, the scene was just bubbling up in 23 and exciting things look set for 24? Anywhere specific? You've mentioned a couple already. I think I'm really excited about Southeast Asia. Bangkok has an incredible uh, crop of designers, both established and and new. Um, A lot of people who are um, incredible at tailoring as well. Um, Young generation of retailers who are opening these incredible boutiques that are extremely well curated. So I think Bangkok is a great one. I'm really excited to see what's going to be happening in Seoul as well. There's already... a lot of excitement around culture, music, fashion, but it's. I think it's only the beginning and we'll be seeing more and more. And we see a lot of the, the big fashion brands kind of paying more attention to that market and traveling and hosting shows and special events and, and pop-ups. But also I think Paris is, is going to be a real uh, destination this year, given the Olympics and uh, just the, the dominance of, of those houses that by LVMH and Caring, which are based there. You mentioned retail there. And just a final point, Natalie, that's, I think, where fashion retail, where people get that right, it's always so exciting. We love brick and mortar here, but we and we love fashion brands. So the, the coming together of those things is exciting. Um, that's always a key narrative for us, isn't it? Whether we're looking through the retail lens or the fashion lens. Um, and there were some really exciting openings and uh, returns in the retail space in 23. More of that this year. And again, do you have your eye on anything in, in particular or just general febrile excitement about what the the world of fashion retail has got in store for us. I think what's really exciting is that we keep seeing people going back into shops. And like you said, in 2023, the the sheer amount of of store openings was incredible. What I have my eye on for 24 is also just seeing the the different dynamics between online and, and physical retail. On the online front, there is a lot of change happening and, and a lot of slowdown. So it, it's still interesting to see how those business uh, are evolving. 
and where those customers are moving to. So I think we're going to see a lot more experimental flagship stores from brands. There's, it's no longer the case of just copy-pasting the, the same uh, shop in different cities around the world. They, they're collaborating with artists. They're doing a lot more interesting things in each city. But also, I think we will be seeing a lot more boutiques, multi-brand boutiques, where you you have a point of view and, and a curation involved uh, rather than just a, a single brand store. And during the pandemic, because just running this, these shops is very time intensive and, and, and it requires a lot of funds, there was a little bit of a dip and, and a lot of them had to scale back or close down. But there is a return and I hope that in 2024, even a bigger return. Natalie Teodosi, thank you. You're listening to The Briefing on Monocle Radio. You're back with The Briefing on Monocle Radio. Nick Manis uh, joins me now. Nick, first and foremost, a very happy new year to you, sir. Happy New Year to you as well, Tom Edwards. How how are you? How's your head? I'm sure you've already been over this earlier in the show, but how how are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. I'm feeling pretty uh, fresh. Have you been on your best behaviour? You have been known once one or two drinks have been taken to let yourself down a little bit, but you've been on your best behaviour, I gather. Always. Uh, shirts mostly stayed on. Okay, um, that's good. But, uh, mostly is the key word there. Okay. Um, but you know, the, my thing is, so you're such a good boy in the lead up to Christmas, but maybe you know, early in the New Year's, time to be a little bit of a bad boy. I thought it was New Year's resolutions and all that. Let's park no. this one and we'll come Sorry. back to that when we when we reconvene in a week or so's time. Uh, Nick, look, we're talking about the agenda for this new year that we find ourselves in. And 2024 promises so much for all the world of Monocle. But I think in design in particular, there's always so much uh, excitement and there are so many things to for our listeners and readers to mark their cards about. Um, give us a little bit of a rundown. What are you most looking forward to? I know your diary is always packed with design-focused activities. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you know, it's so important that we're out on the road. I mean, that's that's how you, uh, I guess, obviously meet people and make genuine connections and unearth, unearth like proper, you know, stories that are worth reporting on that maybe haven't been discovered before. Um, you know, and, and a key part to that, uh, I guess, like trade fairs and, and design events and design weeks, uh, because they're really, you know, the moments where communities come together and, uh, you know, it pulls in you know, depending on the sort of event, it can pull in a local crowd, it can pull in an international crowd, but really it's it's the moments of coming together and uh, maybe having a, a chat over a cocktail. So I, I sort of always kick off my year with Maison Objet in Paris, uh, which is uh, starts on the 18th of January. And that's really, for me, the start of, I guess, the the design, uh, you know, design year and, and really the first half of the year, you, you know, you sort of break the year into two chunks. You've kind of got uh, January to June uh, and then everyone sort of takes time off over summer regroups and then you, you, you kickstart again in September. But really Maison Objet is, is, is the start. It's an amazing French fair. It's, it's celebrating its 30th anniversary uh, this year. Um, and I think I think what I like about it is, yeah, there's sort of like the household French names like roche Bobois, but there's also, I think the French design seen unlike maybe Italy it's 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 really not defined or dominated by these behemoth sort of brands there's plenty of room for young and emerging brands like Tiptoe Tiram Editions or Alia Vitae these, these sort of emerging brands seem to have a presence there and are noticeable there in a way that maybe some of the smaller Italian brands aren't at the likes of Salona Del Mobile. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So many uh, colleagues, Nick, even looking ahead to the year, have talked about Paris in one shape or form. Obviously, with the Olympics, that's a big focus. But it really feels like a bit of a of a moment for the the French capital. And I know Monocle is going to be 
there are more than people maybe were expecting uh, watching and listen to this space for more on that as we go. Um, what about some of the other key fairs? I mean, one of the things where we often do, I think, some of our best work as a, as a kind of a media house is at Salone, of course. Tell me a little bit about what some of the other uh, key markers are for you for the rest Obviously, of the Obviously, and, may, and may, maybe Salone is where, where we'll, we'll wrap this chat, but because I, 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 I guess it's that's sort of the event that it feels like everything is, is building towards. I mean, even though that takes place in April and there are a few events after, we're sort of building towards that. But from Paris, I, I tend to head to, head to Stockholm, uh, which for the Stockholm Furniture Fair, it's it's very much a that that feels like a proper trade show. You know, people are going there to buy contract furniture, to to look at kitting out their developments or their hotels or their offices. You know, with a with a significant purchase order, and it's it's you know you compare that to Maison Objet. I mean, Maison Objet obviously is also a trade fair, but there tends to be sort of things happening around the city in a way that maybe Stockholm doesn't have, and and perhaps that's because it's, it's you know it's February five to eleven in Stockholm. It's pretty bloody cold, uh, so <laughs> it's the, the trade hall actually ends up being this quite appealing place to spend time. But that'll be that'll be next on the agenda, and that, that's really an important uh, important moment for Scandinavian design. That's that, and uh, alongside. Uh, I guess three days of design in June are, are the sort of two big markers on that Scandinavian design event calendar. Um, from there, I'll, I'll head to, to Qatar and, and Doha, and uh, you know, the Middle East really, as a, as a design scene, is is finding its you know its footing and its and its place, I guess, in the world. And uh, you know, having now having proper moments in the region together, I think Dubai Design Week. I was there uh, towards the end of last year, and just to see how that event has matured and really become a place um, that that. That is a global marker on the design calendar. It's it's somewhere people want to go. People seek it out. You know, we've got, we've got designers flying in from Europe, but also across from the Middle East. People from Australia I met there as well. Uh, and and I guess that's what uh, Qatar is hoping to do with Design Doha, which is, is being held in Doha's design district. That's from Feb 24 to 28. And uh, it's the first the first time this is being held. It's going to be a Biennale, so every every couple of years, but it will be a showcase of design from the Middle East and North Africa, um, you know, with, with exhibitions. So I know there's a showcase on weaving and, and, you know, regional architecture, uh, but also, uh, you know, there'll be a, a coaching program for designers. And, you, you know, if, if I'm not a designer, but I'll certainly be looking for some coaching. I think I could use some help. Uh, I don't know where this just got very dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, Nick. Um, listen, just as a final thought, Nick, um, you've mentioned so many exciting uh, places, events, uh, different geographies that you're going to be tackling. Um, and I've asked a couple of the uh, Monocle colleagues this on, the, on this program as we look ahead to, to the rest of the year. Um, what about somewhere maybe that you've not been before or somewhere where you're beginning to hear some really exciting design stories being told that you think, actually, I'm going to need to touch down somewhere uh, around there at some point? Is there a sort of market? Is it a particular geography? What are you kind of hearing on the grapevine? Maybe some spots that we haven't reported on as much that might be hot spots this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's coming back to that that Middle East discussion just there. I mean, obviously, there's parts of the region where, you know, it's it's a pretty horrible situation at the moment but uh you know there are other parts where i guess i guess People are chugging along and continuing to invest. I mean, uh, I feel like Beirut is still exciting, given it's obviously on the road to recovery from from some horrific events a few few years ago. But uh, we design Beirut is certainly something that's on my on my program if we're if we're talking agendas. But also, I think these regions and and I, I witnessed this in Dubai Design Week. You know, they're investing in quality and investing in themselves. So I think I think just the level that is being produced in the Middle East, partly because you know they've got money to invest in it, is is outstanding. And again, you can see that they all 
come across to Salona del Mobile. You, you'll see these delegations of, of uh, or Middle Eastern contingents of designers sort of coming into the, the world's biggest trade fairs. Um, and, 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 and maybe that's, that's the point that we finish. Like we've, we do it time and time again, but Salona del Mobile, Milan Design Week in April is, is really the event. And we'll be there out in force with Monocle Radio, hosting live shows and, and producing our dedicated newspaper too. Nick Manise, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for being with us here on The Briefing on Monocle Radio. Well, finally, on this special New Year's Day edition, I'm joined by Monocle's Tom Webb to talk a little bit about Monocle Radio. Now, really, Tom, I should know the plans uh, for the rest of the year, um, but you're going to unpack some of them for our listeners, hungry to know where we're headed, where we'll be casting an eye. And, well, this year, whether it's politics, whether it's sport, whether it's retail, there's excitement around every turn. What are you most excited about? Happy New Year to you, Tom. I haven't seen you yet. And actually, I've just got in from Copenhagen from New Year's Day, big fireworks. And I mentioned Copenhagen because in the end of the month, we're going to be there in force for the International Copenhagen Fashion Fair. And we're building the Monocle Cafe at the fair. So if you're what? there, yes, don't expect coffee, but do expect live radio and excellent chat. And the biggest names at the fair are going to come and talk to us. We've got uh, Natalie, who we've got on the programme today. She would just mention this. She's as excited as you, clearly, are. I know. I've got a meeting with her about it. She doesn't know just how busy she's going to be just yet. So we're going to be in Copenhagen. Um, I mentioned at the top of the programme, we've got elections all around the world. In fact, if you tune into the Daily, in just six hours from now, we've got an election special. Uh, Andrew Miller is talking to experts all around the world. We're focusing on four elections, the Taiwanese, Indonesian, the USA, India, and then the not-so-election Ukraine with a little bit of Russia. And we've got correspondence. That's actually five or six. I don't want to query your <laughs> maths. Wait, minus one, because Ukraine doesn't count, I think. Okay. Um, and, of course, uh, we've got a full plan for the US elections as well. Hugely significant. I mean, it's going to affect... It's funny, sometimes we look at politics, geopolitics, security, all these trends, culture even. That's That general election in the US in November... It feeds into everything, doesn't it? It's it's in, it's going to be an inescapable story, whatever we're covering on the on the radio. It will, and that affects your programmes as well, because it's all about the economy, and economists are wondering what on earth the end of the year is going to look like, and they can't even make guesses. Now, finally, speaking of oracles looking ahead to the future, Delphi, Andrew Miller, will be there for us, and actually I sent him up to the ruins to meet the oracle or where the oracle used to work for his predictions. He did a wonderful concierge uh, report for us, but he's going to be hosting some big events over there. And I should say, speaking of big events, the Paris Olympics, of course, we're currently working out the plan because the exclusion zones in the city look quite crazy. Hotels, restaurants, they don't know how they're going to navigate it. I don't know how we're going to navigate it, but we're going to be there on the ground. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Um, I'm just thinking of uh, Delphi, you know, old rotting edifice, a crumbling ruin, a relic. Uh, he'll be heading to Delphi, and our monocle's Andrew Muller. I had to go there. Apologies, Andrew. Um, and Tom, what about, uh, personally, I know it's still, we're still kind of formulating the plans. You've mentioned a few of these, uh, the, the real big uh, sort of circled in red in, in desk diaries and all the rest of it. Where are you particularly excited to go this year? Maybe it's somewhere a little off the beaten track. I think one of the great things we do at Monocle is we don't just reflect, you know, where all the white noise is. We know about the US in November and so forth. 
maybe avenues less travelled, uh, destinations less well covered, anywhere particularly exciting that you're looking forward to heading to? Well, unrelated to to radio, I will. I'm, I'm intrigued by San Francisco. I know it's it's a well trodden path, but not anymore uh, after the pandemic. Huge swathes of people left the city. It's completely changed. I've got friends that live there. I'm dying to see it. Uh, I want to see how it has changed from an urbanist perspective. Lots of empty buildings now turning into different functions. Oh, cafes turning into late night clubs. I've got a trip booked for March. I will be sending some reports for the urbanists so not very less not very sort of uh, unexplored but I will be unearthing no, the way it's it looks super now. interesting and I think those you know cities that are facing profound challenges and uh, very difficult to navigate literally and metaphorically huge challenges for civic leadership uh, these are the stories we, we like to tell so that'll be on the urbanist uh, Tom just finally um any other theatres that we'll be covering on Monocle Radio um, you've done lots of travel and hospitality coverage in the last 12 months. Um, but I don't know, is there other other sort of areas that you're particularly excited about? You've mentioned a few in sort of foreign uh, foreign affairs and news realm. I don't know, design stories, culture, food and drink, anything well, in particular? We, I have to say my brain is only in one place. We're two weeks away from Davos and it's going to be a very, very interesting one. It's a big one. one. It's a big one. We're sending out the full team over there. We've got press passes. We'll be at all the events. We'll have the big name interviews. The landscape there has changed massively from being being very European-focused to, let's say, southern-worldly-focused. I mean, uh, countries like Brazil, India. I mean, India completely dominated last year in a way they haven't before. And, of course, Ukraine's presence there has been shrinking, and they are really throwing their weight into this year. So very, very keen to see what the house of Ukraine is going to look like. Uh, You'll hear from Tom and the rest of the team uh, from the High Alps in a few short weeks' time. And at various of those locations he's mentioned, Tom, a busy year ahead. Are you, are you ready, are you rested, restored? Do you look full of vim and vigour? I can't wait. We've got a very, very exciting year ahead. We've got an amazing team. And uh, I've, I've never been so optimistic about looking ahead. Well, I think you might be quite a small minority globally, but I like the spirit. That was my colleague, Monocle Radio's Tom Webb. Tom, thanks very much. And that is all we have time for on this edition of The Briefing. It was produced by Isabella Jewell and our studio manager was Mariella Bevan. The programme returns at the same time tomorrow, 1300 CET. That's noon here in London. My name's Tom Edwards. Goodbye, thanks for listening and do keep it tuned to Monocle Radio throughout the new year. Happy New Year, everyone.